I got my robes on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Sister Shirley. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Seek Therapy Podcast. It's me, Jasmine. And America. And Jasmine Ty. And I know what y'all are thinking. I know. I know. It's okay, though. Right? <laughs> it's a safe space for us to all acknowledge that we got to show ourselves some grace. We didn't record. It's okay. This is our first year. We just, you know, we figuring out our shit. So thank y'all for understanding. And let's go ahead and check in. It's been a minute. I missed y'all. What's been our highlights? What's been our challenges? Mm. Oh, mm. okay. What's my challenge? It's a, it's kind of a deep one too. So, um, on so Janae came home sick from daycare on the Friday before this passed on, and so. She got me sick, and we was just sick. So Joe and I were switching off who was going to stay with her, who was going to go to work. But because I was sick, the first day we took her to my parents. Um, so she was taken care of there. So pretty much she was, like, at home this whole week. So then on Thursday, we both were feeling, like, cool enough to go to work. Um so I took her to daycare and it's like been chill, you know, I'm trying not to work too hard <laughs> the end of the year, like, you know, it's very much so that. Um, and I get a text and I don't know if I share, but my daughter's daycare is ran by my godmom, who growing up with, I was like her right hand, like we was always together. Um, and so since July, she has been the only kid there, but I think last month or the month before, no, last month, um, two new kids came and one of the little girls, I went to school with her mother in elementary school. Hmm. So my daughter being herself um being taken care of by her godmom great grand great godmom gets all the hugs and kisses and love and you know and so it seems like the other girl saw all that and got jealous of Janae and so she deliberately scratched her in her face um Mm -hmm. so I got a text message saying that and freaked the fuck out I freaked out because one this is her first day in daycare so now I'm feeling like setting it off I mean I don't know any other way how to say it Mm -hmm. Um, so my response was interesting (laughs) because I had to gather my thoughts Mm Because I'm like, okay, where was you? How was this happening? Like, why, like. (laughs) Right. And so she mentioned something about like, 
Oh, I've seen them fight a little. I've heard. Fight a little? What does that mean? And why is this my first time hearing about that? So now I'm just like, okay. I'm in my office crying. I was like, okay, I got to. Oh, I got to figure something out so that I can be what I need to be right now. Um, so that was a challenge. And then my therapist texted that, let me email that she has the flu. So I haven't had my therapy in two weeks. So, and you know, I'm like, at least in therapy, I'm a cry. <laughs> I get my cry off, you know, I'm good for the week. So dealing with that um, just brought up a lot for me because I do recall having issues with girls, you know, growing up. And so I just wasn't prepared to be dealing with that at like a year and a half. She's not even a year and a half yet, next month. And you're saying fight, like that's that's a problem. It is. Yeah. So I was like, you know... The mom reached out to me. I mean, she's a first-time mom, so am I. Um, And the next day, Janae had anxiety. She was crying the whole way. And I'm like, thank God I'm a therapist because I'm like, is your feet hurting? Like, what's happening? I'm sorry. So that's, yeah, that's just been a challenge. And then I don't know how people just don't have therapy and just be out here. I don't know. Because I was like, Jasmine, I need you. I know. I know. I don't know how you do it. Barely. I know. As for me and my body, bitch, I need to be tapped in with Jasmine. Uh, So navigating that was just like a challenge. Um, but a highlight is that I had a meeting with the guy I was having issues with at my job and things seem to have gotten better. He's been not, nothing but nice to me all of a sudden. I'm not going to put a question mark where God put a period. Um, he gave me a little Starbucks gift card on Friday. So... I feel like things are changing in a better direction because I had previously told my mom I didn't want to go back to that school next year. It was going to be like that. So I'm hopeful about that. Um, And then I had Bay Miss yesterday, which was my uh, tradition that I created in 2019. Um, And our house was packed the fuck out, like packed out. Um, and it just was so nice, like just good vibes, good energy, love, um, someone that I work with that <laughs> I would always hang out with. She listens, Yelena. Hey girl. Um, I invited her. So that was our first time like hanging out outside of the work environment. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yes, we can do this thing called friendship. <laughs> Thank you. So, yes. That was nice. Yes, and these three weeks off of work, honey, I need it. She's about to get into some trouble because 
But see, that's the thing. I'm like, damn, I was I had no problem leaving her at daycare in the summer. And now I'm like maybe just for like a couple hours, because I still want her to continue to develop, you know, and be around other children, but When I said I was ready to go, I said, this may be my last message, y'all. <laughs> y'all be safe. Man. Because I came here to fight. <laughs> Joe, you know where the bell money at. <laughs> yeah, you. it's really crazy because you really have no idea what it is like until you are a mother. Because I was like, people will be acting crazy. And then I was thinking about acting crazy so (laughs) yeah (laughs) but what about you america how's your last couple of weeks been hey well before that what was the conclusion (laughs) because you told me that you told us it's the mom okay that's great but now what no, so she messaged she messaged me apologizing and saying she was gonna try to correct her as she can, which I get, but also like have you seen this behavior right. before? Because right. if this is not something that you've seen, how are you gonna correct it? Right. Mm. Um, so they were supposed to be finding out about that. So I'm gonna touch base with my godmom and see what she found out, but on Friday, when she was all anxious, you know, crying the whole way, my godmom has a, a like nursery for developmentally disabled adults. So they were getting ready to go to their day program. So she was like, you could bring her over here. She could just stay with me. It's right across the street from each other. So she's like, you could, she could just stay over here and, you know, I'll try and ease her in. So she was over there. As soon as she got there, she saw no one else was there. She literally calmed down. So that's how I knew that it was the anxiety about that. Wow. And my baby's not scary. Like, she's a G and experienced anxiety. (laughs) So um, she was able to spend time with my godmom, went out with her. She went over there to the daycare for a couple minutes and... She was fine. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go to jail, so it's the growth for me. Well, that's good. We love to see it. We love yeah. to see it. We're proud of you for not um, uh, having to interact with the LAPD. So that's good. Right. right. <laughs> okay, and I'm glad that y'all know there's at least a plan in place because what we can't have is. A, her experience in that, but also people scratching her on her face because we not, we can't be doing that. So, no. Um, okay, I was just wondering. Um, shit, shit been good. I had a birthday. You did. Happy belated. Belated. Thank you. Um, so that was good. I'm now 34. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To 40. I'll take it though. I'm glad to be here. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been good. My highlight, I guess, would be my birthday. Um, and that I'm taking off uh from now until well, off from now until the 10th. So that's what, that nice. what yeah. does that mean? You know, it's always some shit to do. 
So I still gotta. No, but... Okay, hold on. Let me let me edit. So I still I still got some administrative stuff to do between now and no nope. year. Hell the fuck yeah. Um, because mm. baby, I don't know. It's something about when I I guess because I see people back to back typically, and like I don't have the mental capacity to type your note and talk to you at the same time. I can write. Uh... But I would do that. It, I'd be like, bitch, I can't do both. Um, so yes, but I, see, I would just keep my notes general. So I would just so, have like a template and then just edit whatever we talk about. Now I have that. So I've been writing, yeah. I feel like I've been writing books, and I think that's because I come from um the Medicaid community mental health world, and you know, you gotta put every damn thing down um to make sure. Mm-hmm get paid or whatnot so i'm still trying to adjust and navigate even though it's been two years um so yeah i got a little i got a little template i got what i'm gonna use moving forward um yeah and so i've scheduled for the first time ever typically i'm like oh i'll just wing it and see how it goes but this time i'm like okay i'll be intentional with this two three weeks off because if i'm not i'll find myself working the whole time so i have like certain days where i'll be doing notes and finishing stuff up um so yeah so those are my highlights um challenges Mm. hell i guess those are challenges too to be honest um being off but not really being off and trying to figure out what that looks like the scarcity mindset whooped my ass a couple weeks ago as Mm, it come in so I think I had a text y'all and was like, I didn't do too goddamn much. Um, and mm-hmm. I was coming back from the week off for my birthday. And then I was like, oh, originally I wasn't going to work the month of December. And then when I looked oh. at the report on equity, which is my scheduling system, and it was like, I wasn't going to bring no income in in December. I panicked. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, bitch, we got to go do something. And mm-hmm. then in the middle of it, uh-huh, after I've already scheduled people, I ran the numbers and I was like, bitch, we really don't need to be here. Like, Literally. We don't You're need just... what are we doing. But at that point, it was too motherfucking late because I already done ske- scheduled and rescheduled because I was going to work two days last week, two days this week. And then I was like, no, I'm just going to work, knock it out the whole that first week and then actually have a break. Um, so, yeah. So just still trying to navigate that. I think people think when you start making a certain amount of money that the scarcity and the fear and the survival just like turns off. It don't. So you well, still have to learn how to navigate it and pay attention and all that good stuff. So that's been yeah. a, somewhat of a challenge. Yeah. I think for me, as far because we have these things at my job called acceleration days that everyone and their mom works um, and you get paid extra money. And everyone was like asking me like, Oh, are you doing the excellent? No, immediately not. I'm not coming up here. Y'all won't see me to the fucking January 2023. No. And they're like, oh, but you get paid so much. And for me, it's like, I don't care. <laughs> I have a private practice. I'm going to meet with my clients that this week. And then um, because I just use my private practice to pay for her daycare. And that's more than paid for. So I look at it like it's going to come back to me. You know, I'm not going to get this time back. 
I would rather take care of myself, you know? And I'm trying to be one of those people. Um, mm -hmm. So I've been catching myself more often, but it's not before mm -hmm. I pull the trigger. Um, but you know, when you've gone without for a long period of time and you done been through the motherfucking trenches, sometimes it's like, right. it's hard to forget that you can take your armor off because like, bitch, you safe. Right. And do it. Um, right. So I still, I mostly still operate like that. At least when it comes to making money, I'm a, because baby, baby won't spend. Okay. And baby I am too. And all that. And then I'd be, like, like, be like, wait a second. And I'd be like, oh, shit. Oh, I need to go to work. And it's like, bitch, not really. But it's like, right. It's not like, really. You don't actually. Yes, you need to go to work, but you don't need to be working no. just to pay off this. Yeah, like, um, you're okay. <laughs> so just catching that and paying more attention to that. My goal in 2023 is to catch it before, you know, give myself more space there and be yeah. like, nah, fuck this. I said I was going to take the month off, so I'm going to take the month off. Um, right. And actually stick to that. So, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm still working there. I'm therapizing myself, child. So I'm still working. <laughs> what about you, sis? How's your last couple of weeks been? It's been good overall. Uh, we ended classes on Friday also. And yeah, I made it through my first semester teaching seventh grade. Uh, oh. In... When I tell y'all, <laughs> it's it's just it's something every day with them kids. Like every day, yeah. the crying, the rumors, the oh, yeah. crisis. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I made it through my first semester, um, and similar to y'all, it's like you know I have three weeks off, but what did I do? Went and signed up for Uber drives, just to like. <laughs> So I'm not sitting at home. So I was telling my mom, I'm like, man, I'm broke. And I was like, you know, feeling some type of way because like I can't get what I like, I guess, ideally how I would want to do Christmas. Right. You know, mm -hmm. where you can just go on Amazon and just get what you want to get for people. Right. I tell my mom that. And I was like, well, like all my bills are paid, but it's going to be a light Christmas. And I was just like, Meh. and she was like, you're not broke all your bills are paid and you just went on a week's long vacation. Like right. give yourself some room. And I guess I was like, Oh well, yeah. But it's just, it's always that like financial right. foot on the back of your neck, especially right. with independent black woman. And you don't have, right. you know what I mean? And, and like especially a, in this day and age. Right. Yeah. So a big thing for me is like not being in my dad's pocket. You know, even though I, you know, could obtain like, no, I, this is my household, my money, my decisions. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, it's going to be cool. We're going to be okay. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. So, um, I think what it'll do is it'll give me also time to like get out of the house and be doing something. Um, I've already binged one show. Uh, on Netflix, <laughs> I just got home. Is it gonna be a new move? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay, okay. Um, I'll wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I just I'm looking forward to this time to reflect, to pause, and um, and to really transition into this new year. It has been a 
uh, it's just, it's been a dark later half of the year. So um, yeah, I just, I'm looking forward to the new, the new year and what it brings. New year, new energy, new opportunities. Yeah, all, <laughs> I sound like the Hallmark card. No, but like all of that, I'm like, ooh, say more, keep going. Right, yes. Oh, I feel you. Um, y'all know that I love to put people into new things that I am reading, watching, working out to, listening to. So I want to get into new news. So it's been a while, so I got some heat for y'all. Um, so did I tell y'all that I finished another book? I finished a book in five days. Did I tell y'all that? Oh. <laughs> I finished a book in five days, honey. And so I want y'all to get into this book because it was points that I wasn't breathing while I was reading. And I was like, breathe. <laughs> it's called The Therapist by B.A. Paris, The Therapist. It is just, it'll have you on the edge of your seat. Um, and then, you know, the girl, Sissa, did what she needed to do, and she put out her new album, SOS. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy how music can just make you go back to, like, times in your life where you could relate to some of that shit, um, because I definitely can't relate to none of it now. Um, but I definitely had times in my life where I was like, yes, you know, Um no, I won't say that line, but, you know. Because <laughs> she has a very questionable song, you know. Yeah. Um, But it's SOS, and there's only one song that I don't like, um, but the rest of it is no skip. So, pull up. Put up on me. <laughs> <laughs> What about y'all? Oh, Jasmine, what show were you watching? I was watching um, Death Note. <laughs> Everyone keeps talking about anime and not anime, who's going to eat the cake, but like anime. And so <laughs> <laughs> I was just flipping through Netflix and was like, you know what? Let's just see what this is about. It's on my like, you might like it. And um, I... And with anime, if the story is good, and this one had a good story, it's only 37 episodes, they're 20 minutes a pop, um, and it's a, a classic, so to speak, and everything. Netflix made a movie about it. After I finished it, I went and watched the movie, and I was like, oh, y'all lost me when y'all whitewashed the main character's name. His last name was Yogami, Yo, yeah. Yogami I believe, they're in Japan, and they named him Turner. In the Netflix movie, how you go from Yogami? What do you mean, how? Like, <laughs> sounds about white. Right. Immediate. I was like, immediately, I'm over it. But Willem Dafoe was a, a character in it, and I just, I like his work. He can get creepy real good. Um. So yeah. So that was that. Uh, give me a space to just, you know, what binge watching is good for, right? Just like not having to think about shit <laughs> mm. for hours. Um, I've been binge watching the worst of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and I do mean the worst. 
so yeah so as far as books i have two that i've set aside well one let me know that i want to read well um i brought it home from from school it's black like me one of my students was reading it and i was very like impressed and so i was like you know what i yeah i'm gonna I'm take this home with me so i brought that home and then i have a it's a triggering oh i bet yeah i'm gonna refrain from adding that <laughs> Um, I just feel like, I mean, it's small, right? So I feel like it's one, it's, it could be a quick read. I'm trying to, if I can get two books out for the end of the year, I'll be satisfied yeah. for my cousin. I, have two too. I was mm-hmm. on a, a, a roll with my resolution for the year. The only one I kept up with was reading one book a month. And so since July, I haven't picked up a book. Um, so I'm like, you know what, if I can bang two out before the year is over, um, then yeah, that'll like build that momentum going into the new year and everything. It's crazy, 2023, like, wow. Like, bruh, I'm yeah, still yeah. trying to process 2020. No, real time. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that will, that's, yeah, that's my, my new new. Okay, thank you for that. I'm gonna get into maybe the anime. <laughs> So I could be like Megan. Right? <laughs> what about you, America? I just want to say first, I'm curious to hear Jasmine when you're done with Black Like Me, what your thoughts are, because I remember reading that a couple of times as required reading, so I'm curious to hear what you think. It's been a minute, yeah. No, for sure. Do you think it's triggering America? No. It's about okay. racism and the thing. I mean, you know, which can actually be triggering, but no, it should, it should be wrong. You know what I've been avoiding because I feel like it would be triggering is watching Emancipation. Um, Interesting. One of my kids said they watched that. I was like, mm, I'm sorry. I... Yeah. My mom said it was intense, <laughs> and I'm like, uh. And then I got a nosebleed watching 12 Years a Slave. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I always joke that it's like my ancestors came back and was like, see? Now you understand. Uh, (laughs) I can't take you nowhere. (laughs) Nowhere. Because what? (laughs) But I just, yeah. I'm going to end up watching it, but I wonder what's going to come first, me watching that or reading this book. I'm over the slave movies. I would like to see how they depict this particular story. Um, but at the same time, I'm all for it. When this came out and it was like, Will Smith's playing a slave, I was like, didn't you just, mm-hmm. you are and I guess now what, you got the Oscar, and so you are going to make a slave movie. But I'm just, you know, this particular story, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, for me, I just, I just choose to shield myself from Black trauma. Yeah, I'm over it. I can see that on Twitter. I can watch how people are dragging the stallion if I want to engage in black trauma or see tra- I'm, I'm okay. No, thank you. Right. But I hope you enjoy the movie. I guess I it's a shit on No, no, no. I, I did not want to yuck your yum. No, no, no. I feel like it, it's a difference of possibly real life, current, live, which would be Megan's situation, which mm-hmm. would be 
you know, the daily, weekly, monthly shootings and takings of Black lives, mm-hmm. um, the, you know, opening up your app and seeing uh, a family man that dances and does his passion and is seemingly mm-hmm. happy, decide to, you know what I mean, snuff yeah. his own flame, like all of that to me is triggering because that's no, that, that's what so I guess for me I would I would look at the movie as a part of storytelling how would they tell mm. the story because we've all seen the image the image is triggering you know because it's real life but I, I just for me books and, and movies I just look at it as story <clears throat> storytelling that's how right. they depict it because they don't know his story you know what I mean they don't know his life there's no mm-hmm. way they could you know but just how how would they tell this story is my curiosity but I'm also I'm with y'all on that like it's there every day black trauma on top of your own shit that you're trying to deal with I'm on right. that's why it's like I'm not trying to see this if I'm trying to escape yeah, I oh, yeah, yeah I'm with you yeah because it's a that's day. Like, right. It's like, this is my life. <laughs> like, yeah, this is my life. And that's why I really liked that intergalactic movie um, on Netflix, the animated Black Love Story. Oh, yeah, we because there was, yeah, there was literally no, like, trauma at all. Mm-hmm. I was that's like, this is great. <laughs> love this for us. Love it here. <laughs> Um, my new new is pretty quick. Um, I got two new things. I got a standing desk, which is done wonders in terms. Well, I got a standing desk and a treadmill desk. Um, so yes, I have a Peloton treadmill and I decided to do this so I can keep the two separate. Um, so all the notes from this week are all done. Because I was walking and talking and typing. So um, it really helped in terms of productivity. I think it also helped me move out some of the energy that I feel during sessions too. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's unethical or not. Not my problem, not my concern. But everybody felt good about it. Nobody had a problem with it. Um, So it went well. So those are my two things. I think if you're struggling with sitting still all day or you noticing that your body is hurting because of the things like it's something interesting to implement and get your steps in at the same time. So I had my most productive productive paperwork week this week. So that's great. How much was the little thing? Yeah, drop the link. Um the standing desk I think would let me see. I can answer that. I wanna say The standing desk was two nineteen. Mm-hmm. And the walk-in pad was three sixty. Okay. Okay. See why I felt like I had to I was like, oh shit, bitch, you spinning, you gotta go to work. But anyway, um but it's been I feel like I've got my money's worth already because of what I've been able to get done this week. So it's been good. Right. And you feel good. I do. This was the first week that I went to bed and didn't have a lot of anxious energy. Like the oh. first week in months, actually. Wow. So that, that, was nice. 
Thank you, because who baby been struggling? So thank you. Hmm. Okay. So speaking of loving that for you, sometimes the holidays don't give love. <laughs> sometimes that's not what's under the tree. <laughs> I will not. Nope. I am killing it. <laughs> Um, but sometimes we feel like we have to survive the holidays, right? If you're like me, you look forward to the holidays. And now that I'm a mom, like, it's just worse. <laughs> like, you see the nails, every nail got a design that got to do with Christmas. So that I can just go like this to my daughter. <laughs> you know, like, it's just the small things. And so I have all these black Santa Clauses around the house for her to see and you know all it looks like a Hallmark Christmas movie threw up in this bitch and I love that for myself um and for me it's important to make sure that I am trying to give Janae the most memories that I can you know the happiest memories so that she Maybe she can look forward to the holidays herself. Um, and I just remember having a good time. Like, my parents didn't have, like, all the money, but they would give us, like, little graham crackers that we could make a little, what is it, gingerbread house, you know, and do it themselves, you know, nigger rig it. And I loved it. <laughs> and so I, I love the holidays. But I do understand how the holidays can be hard for people. Um, how, like, maybe you want to give people a lot of stuff and you can't. There's been plenty of years where I'm like, y'all got a cute little photo coming. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you know, bro college student. Like, y'all have to forgive me. <laughs> I'm just here for the vibe <laughs> but being in today today's day and age is just capitalism and just like even now if you scroll on someone's Instagram feed there's ads mm. yeah so it's like you can't get away from it like it's everywhere and so I can imagine this being a difficult time for people you know especially if you're not in the holiday spirit um, what are some factors that you think can make someone not be in the holiday spirit or um, you know feeling the need to survive the holidays. Mm. It could be their own struggles, right? We have um, increased depression this time of year. A lot of us aren't getting our vitamin D. Serotonin levels are low. Uh, mm. It could be, uh, I know in my case, loss of a family member, uh, moving, separated, um, I know the holidays after my parents' divorce when I was younger, 
those were hard. Uh, me being the product of two parents that are not together and hopping on a plane around the holidays uh, throughout my childhood, that's hard. Um, yeah, loss of tradition, maybe just feeling like that, that just loss of self around this time of year. It's a lot of expectation, right? Um, mm -hmm. Buying things for people, having the right thing in mind, uh, showing up for people. Right. Um, yeah, the expectation to decorate, to be jolly, to like, you know, all that, all that. And then to like wrap up your shit because the new year's coming and you better be better. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's a good point. Because it's never like coming from a place of compassion. It's like, oh, I need to stop doing this, 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 this. I need to just completely change. New year, new me. Right. And I need Something to the at 9 a.m. <laughs> exactly. Right. So you can carry it all year. You know what? Just, uh, uh. Right. New Year's Eve. <laughs> that expectation. You brought up a good point about it feeling like loss. What do you think of the holidays now? Like, at your big age? For me, <laughs> I, like I, have, I have a lot more autonomy over what it looks like. Um, yeah. So I think for at one point, it was, you know, I've said this before, uh, my parents did the absolute best they could with what they had. Um, but, you know, mm -hmm. my mom says all the time, like, shit, I've instilled in you this work ethic so you can go get the shit you want that you couldn't get before and so a lot of for me Christmas has been almost like a reparenting like I'm giving myself an opportunity to have the holiday that I want to have versus being sad that it doesn't look how I look. so I view right. that as an opportunity to just make it what I want it to be so if wow. I want to decorate the house in these damn red stockings with my initial, my man's initial, and a dog, uh, paw print. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can do that. Um, yeah. if I'm deciding where I want to put the tree, like it's just, it just feels like there's so much more control that I have over it, which also allows me to be able to set the expectation, and then they're realistic because I can meet them. Versus, I think right. for a child, you might have expectations or hopes around what the holiday will look like mm -hmm. and you don't really have a lot of say so over that so right. I think it's been really nice just being able to reclaim it for what I want it to be if I want to be at home I can be at home if I want to be in Jamaica I'll be in Jamaica if I want to be here, I'll be over here if I want to yeah. sleep all day damn it I can sleep all day if I want to get a meal catered I can get it catered if I feel like eating Waffle House I'm going to eat Waffle House Right, like just being able to do whatever I want to do and leaning into that and knowing like that's completely fine. I can spend it how I want to spend it. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I think for me also, um, I talked a little bit about Bayness, but in 2019, so for me, I'm just like someone that's always trying to like bring people together and just like make memories together 
you know, and have, like, have our kids have, like, a community, like, oh, I grew up with them for, you know, however long. And so in 2019, I started Baymix, again, all my friends that I love around. And that first year, we had, like, so much space. So we were able to do, like, vision boards, we play games, have food, take shots, like, white elephant and flip. 2020 roll around. It was COVID Christmas, everyone. Mm. <laughs> I hear everyone had COVID around that time, um, myself included. So then last year, we had Bayman's again here, and we had a baby. And so one of our other friends had a kid, and so that was cute. And so I was like, oh, we should just do a baby miss in a Bayman's. And so we had like a little gift exchange for the kids and they were playing around. I got like little ornament making sets, got them like little heads, like antlers or hats and stuff and took pictures. So it was super cute, you know. And for me, it was like a place for parents, a place for couples, just like a, a place to gather, have some good food get a little faded, you know, and just have a good time. And so for me, it's like, that's something that I'm going to continue to do. That's a tradition that's going to continue to happen. My parents, my parents even came by. So that was, that was a surprise. And my grandma, I was like, oh, hey. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was nice, you know, because they got to see how I like to hang out with my friends, how we like all commune. And, you know, I feel like they probably a little bit jealous because they did not have that kind of community themselves. Like they were the only ones that had kids. And so they was like not trying to be out, you know, but for me, it was like, bring your kids, like, you know, but yeah. It's just about making it how you want it to be and not like having huge expectations that you feel like you have to meet. Like you're saying, America, you could be at home. You can invite people over. You can go to someone's house. Like whatever feels good to you, do that. Which I think is what trips people up because what I've noticed is a lot of people will know what they want to do, but they feel pressured to do something else. So people will say like, oh, it's the holiday time. Oh, I have to go to my parents' house or I have to go to this person's house and I don't want to because they're going to comment on my weight or they're going to talk about me being Mm -hmm. single or they're going to talk about Mm -hmm. my job or they're going to do all of this and like, I go and I feel shitty. Okay, well, you don't have to go. Well, no, yes, I do. I have to because it's my family and if I don't go, it's going to be a problem and it's going to be conflict. So I think that's the thing. We know what we want to do oftentimes. Right. We know how we'd rather spend it. We do the opposite to appease other people. Other and people. Shit and we confuse right. about why. Right. And that's why I always tell my clients, I'm like, this is your life. No one else has to live your life. So it doesn't have to make sense to them. It has to make sense to you. If it feels good to you, do that. As long as it's not hurting other people, obviously. <laughs> What about you, Jasmine? 
how you feel about the holidays? I enjoy this time of year. A lot of it is based around tradition. So my mother's side of the family are not Christian. Uh, my mother was raised Muslim. And so growing up, I, my dad would put me on a plane for Christmas break to Atlanta and I'd spend Christmas with my mom. So when I was younger, her and my grandma would like make trees for me. Cause I would just like, if I'm going to be here for Christmas, we're doing Christmas day. And mm -hmm. so uh, one year my grandma has this candle opera uh, in her home that's made out of the same material the Statue of Liberty is. So it's green because it's so old. And she put candles in it one year and hung ornaments from it. And we put the gifts at the bottom of that. Or one year she took colorful lights and made a trace of a Christmas tree on her window. And that was a Christmas tree one year. Um, and then as I got older, my mom was like, look, you know, there's no Santa Claus. So like, here's some cash. <laughs> we ain't doing an extra. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So now as an adult, how I want my holidays to look, specifically Christmas, I spend it with my dad's side of the family, which is going to be when my brothers were little, I would uh, bake cookies with them and put them at the fireplace and we'd write notes to Santa and stuff. And Aww. like, you know, my dad hysterically makes me wrap the gifts every year. It's been that way since I was maybe in middle school. So much so like he'll make me wrap my own gifts one year. And then my stepmom, <laughs> my stepmom talks so much trash about him. So then he stopped making me do that. But I wrap all the gifts. And so um, that's always been a fun thing when we were a unit. So like my dad, my stepmom, my two little brothers and I, we were all in the house together. And then, you know, things change. Like our parents are divorced. So it's two different households. I have my own household. So um, we used to, when my dad got remarried, uh, we would do trips every other year. Um, it'd be like three or four generations. We would hop in vans and like drive. We went to Destin, Florida a couple of times. Um, it got a big beach house. And so it's like great aunts, grandma, you know, down to like great grandbaby. Um, and we're all in there cooking and dancing and um, opening That's gifts. Cool. Doing yes. Very like what Tyler Perry wishes he could write to his Christmas movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no shots. Um, yeah. So those, uh, those types of, of core memories that we've done now in my adulthood, that's what I want uh, my kids to have. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then uh, not opposed, like I, you know, not I'm not opposed to spending it with my mom, but it's just how I want it to look. Um, so yeah, so now New Year's, I'm all for spending it with my mom. You know what I mean? Um, so oh, I, yeah. I would fly to Atlanta like after Christmas. Uh, my little brother's birthday is the 26th. So I would leave maybe like the 27th and then spend the rest of my Christmas break with my mom, New Year's, things like that. So yeah, it all works okay. out. You make do. Uh, but I like how you put that, America. Like it's really about as we grow older, how we want this time of year to look and putting energy into that. Yeah. And I think that is also applicable to your life you know <laughs> like 
how do you want your life to look? And then making that happen. But I think people can make it more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. So what are some, um, we kind of talked about like ways to navigate, but do we have any like coping skills for people that aren't in the space yet mm-hmm. to decide that they're not going to their family, that they hate health? <laughs> Well, what about the family you create? You know what I mean? If that's the case, what are you and your friends doing? You know, uh, something, you know, somebody, you and your but dog. Some people, but so what I've noticed in my work is that some people, families, like guilt them into going to places. Okay. And instead of, like saying, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, they're just like, oh, let me keep the peace, which I understand, which I've done in the past. Um, And so some coping ideas that I give them is like pre and post care. So doing something good for yourself before and then having something good to look forward to afterwards. Um, Maybe coming up with like a, a sign like if someone says something too crazy to you, you know, removing yourself and knowing when to remove yourself. Um, and I'll also like role play with them ways to like shut people down respectfully. Because mm. I'd be doing that on the regular. <laughs> oh, um, oh, you didn't do her hair? I haven't had time to do her hair after getting myself ready, her ready, da 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 da. da. So if you wanted to be able to do her hair, then we have time for that. <laughs> but just some like little clap bags, having them on hand, you know, um, so that you feel kind of prepared and have some things to go to. Because sometimes people can kind of freeze up when someone says something and maybe go back to like their childhood version of themselves and not say anything. And so I like to try and practice that with people so that they feel confident. Um, And I always remind them, use your voice, even if it shakes, even if you're going to shake the room, stand up for yourself. Yeah, not minimizing yourself. Uh, is a big one. Uh, don't feel the need to revert back to that smaller, meeker, you know, for some of us, child version. Um, mm-hmm. the, the kid that's taught to, you know, be seen but not heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, we, we're grown now. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I, I just, I'm still digesting that because I, yeah, it's been a few years since I've been in that space, but I just, I I know how that feels. Um, right. For me, it was detaching and, and setting boundaries um, that we've talked about. And it's just in order to come back and not feel like I need to minimize myself. Yeah. 
definitely. I think the harder thing there, though, is it can feel difficult to um, not revert back to that child version of yourself because we're talking about our trauma responses. And so if if you're in a response in that moment is to freeze or fawn, which is typically what people's are, which is why they kind of are fearful of being around family and certain family members for the holidays, then that's just going to be your natural, that's your innate response. And so Mm -hmm. also understanding that there might be times when you go into fawn or freeze mode and being gentle with yourself about it, because in that moment, you're just trying to survive the moment. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if you know to speak up, it may not happen every Mm -hmm. single time. And that's okay. It's really about paying attention to those moments Right. And then creating a level of safety within yourself so that you can yeah. choose something right. different. Because I think at one time I used to really maybe not give people a hard time, but I used to be confused about why people weren't setting boundaries with their family. Like it didn't fully make sense to me. And I mm-hmm. think with time I realized that, well, I knew then, but I've it's evolved even more to understanding that. Some people just simply don't feel safe within themselves and their body and they don't feel safe around family. And so, yeah. and we take that and we take culturally, especially for us as black folks, right. what we learn about family, family is everything. Honor thy mother and father for your days will be long. You only got one mama, you only got one daddy. So even if you don't want to be there, you need to do it anyway. And yeah. so all of these messages that we've internalized makes it difficult for us to be able to stand up for ourselves or makes it difficult to set and maintain those boundaries. And so just being gentle with that. Shit, it's a work right. in progress. It sometimes is. it'll work, sometimes it won't. Right. And not beating yourself up on the yeah. times that it doesn't. Yeah. Fine. It'll be fine. But I also think one thing too is remembering that you can't control your family. You cannot. You can't control what they do, how they think how they communicate, how they react, react, nothing. Only thing you can control, honestly, is yourself and your response to them. That's it. People typically talk around this time and it's like this grandiose uh, version of what they wish their family looked like. I wish my family looked Mm -hmm. like, insert this family dynamic, or I wish it looked like the people on Instagram or Facebook or whatever the case may be. I'm like, of course you want things to look a certain way but at some point we got to accept the fact that it doesn't and right. we can't control that but what can we control what can right. we do to make ourselves feel safe in that moment and minimize the expectations i can accept not be okay with but accept not tolerate right. but accept the fact that my family looks like this and thus that's going to have to be okay they've been right. like this 364 days out of the year you think this one day they're going to magically right. do something different? No. No. Man, you not either. Right. So really being okay with that and focusing on that so that people can be grounded in the moment and so that you can find some beauty in it because it's going to be some beauty somewhere. Even yeah. if the beauty is you got up and you washed your ass. That's beauty. Right. right. And yeah. so also knowing that, right, and knowing that every day it can look different. Mm-hmm. And being okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ooh. Yeah. I think the big takeaway, the big theme there um, would be just be gentle with yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even going That's through, how you survive life. Yeah. Straight up. Coping 101. As quiet as a skip, that's the coping skill you need. The other shit is cute. It's fine and dandy. I'm going to teach it. But before I do any of that right. stuff, we're always focusing on self-compassion and grace. Because oh, if you're not going to do right. that, the other shit is a waste right. of time. <laughs> my fat. It's quiet as a skip. Self-compassion. My fat. That's a loud fact. <laughs> yeah. Honey, because you could be doing a deep breath and telling yourself, bitch, you better than this. Bitch, you knew you should have did. Like, that's not helpful. Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying, Jasmine? I feel like I interrupted. The sermon is real. Um, <laughs> going into, so a big thing that's on my mind um, in the next few weeks is going through a first holiday season without a loved one. And what does living with grief look like around the holidays? So it's one thing to like get over the hurdle of like first birthdays. But Christmas, as I described, is uh, a time of year where like my dad's side of the family, like we get together. Um, so, you know, my, my aunt who is uh, always festive is just, it's the first time she's not in a mood for Christmas, like at all. Um, and I get it, you know, the one thing you want, you can't have. Um, so what does that look like? And the biggest thing that I have read or I've had to remind myself with my own clinical training is just be gentle and just take it day by day, moment by moment and be present. That's gonna be a big thing for me um is being present in it and that's all i could do be gentle with myself be present and wash my ass at least <laughs> all right <laughs> and if you can't take a full shower find you a wet wipe <laughs> no really like people really like be giving people hell like depression or make you not take a shower bitch yes and when you depressed yeah. sometimes you don't even want to think about waking up. So yeah. getting up and moving through is hard. So if you can't create the space to take a shower, okay, find a body wipe. If you can't do that, find you a a baby wipe. If that don't work, find you what's the what's my lady? Get you a honey pot wipe. Whatever it is you need to do so you can brush off real quick and keep it pushing. That's yeah. it. We gotta really work on adjusting these expectations. We burnt the fuck right. out. We've been in a pant well some of us have been in a pandemic <laughs> for two years and it has completely... No, 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 Three. Three. I'm sorry. Fuck. Um, some of us have been in a pandemic for three years, which yeah. has completely altered our brain chemistry. Time, everything. And everything else. Hell, your eyes, your brain chemistry, everything. Your open mechanism. Right. Honey, because everybody was having happy hours on the Zoom. <laughs> okay. So everything has changed. And so we also got to understand that like this time of year may feel hard because it is hard. 
and we're shouldering a lot of different things. And so that might look like you you just got to switch it up and you got to be realistic with where you are. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. And to do that, go back to last episode and get that self-awareness piece up. Yes. <laughs> Shameless plug. That's my new favorite does. Period. I did that at my wedding because <laughs> Joe said something in his mouth, and I was like, "Period." <laughs> <laughs> hey, committed. Um, okay. Also, honoring your friends as like chosen family, right? Sometimes it's easy to want to retreat and isolate, and sometimes that's cool, also, and. Sometimes we want to be around people, but maybe feel like a burden or whatever the case may be. And so knowing which of your friends are safe, which one of your friends like you would enjoy spending time with and maybe making some plans with them and changing how you all do the holidays. I like that. Also, it's hard. I want to acknowledge that if you are a person that self-isolates, I am too, especially when I'm going through my bouts of depression, um, this time of grief, uh, feeling like if I just opened up all my, especially since I'm not actively in therapy currently, that's on my list of things to do, um, that I might open up my faucet too much and like dump my shit on, in someone's lap. And mm -hmm. so in in the midst of my self-isolation, I'll just like maybe scratch the surface of like how I feel. Um, so be aware that it can be challenging to, I think of depression as a deep hole that you're in. So give yourself grace in the fact that like, it takes a lot of effort to crawl out of that hole. Even if it's just to like poke your eyes out and be like, Hey, I'm in here, you know, I want someone to, to check on me, to know about it, um, to help me. So yeah. you know, just knowing that that itself is a process, but it's a step worth taking um, yeah. to where you don't have to be in it alone. Yeah. I mean, and that reminds me of the tattoo I'm about to get tatted where, uh, from that, that uh, documentary. The, what is it called? It's the triangle of purpose or something like that when you are doing something for yourself something with others and something for your body and you know that you can feel a little more energized um, or better if you connect with your friends if you you know on the phone with your friend cracking up whatever the case may be right but depression you're like nah don't yeah. do that <laughs> Nah, don't call. We we chill right here, you know. And so sometimes it is. Well, a lot of times we have to force ourselves to do shit that we don't want to do in the sake of trying to feel better. Yeah, connection was a big thing I took away from uh, addictions counseling. That making human connections, getting through your addiction, was just. It's something so simple, but like as a species, that's what we need. Um, Literally. Connections, make connections, force yeah. yourself. 
and be clear, depression will tell you that people don't care about you. Mm-hmm. That you're not good enough to reach out to people. That people don't want to hear what you got going on. People got their own shit going on. And it'll mm-hmm. tell you a whole bunch of other lies because that's how this works. And right. what we have to be willing to do is instead of letting that internal voice take over, which is usually what we do because it's easier. Right. Right. Take a moment and say, okay, wait a second. What is the story that I'm telling myself right now? Mm-hmm. And is this true? Slash, is it possible that there's other things, other factors involved here? And if right. we take that extra 10 or so minutes to intentionally challenge this narrative that we have, you're going to reach out to somebody. You yeah. are. Intentionally challenge that narrative. Woo-hoo. You have to intentionally challenge all the narratives. Every single one. All day. Because the majority of the shit you're telling yourself all day is a lie anyway. So, right. yes. And that's why I have to tell my kids all the time. I'm like, facts are, I mean, feelings are not facts. Yeah. They are valid, but they are not the truth. And so we need to make sure that we understand that as we continue on through this journey, right? We feel the feelings, but we don't stay there. Yeah. We have to do something to feel better. Connect with a friend. Get the fuck out and go for a walk. Yeah. Do some jumping jacks. Hell. <laughs> like, we have to do something. And depression thrives in your desire to do nothing. It thrives in that isolation, too, because then the lies yeah. you. There's nobody there to yeah. help interrupt the thoughts. Right. Then yeah. it's just like, how deep can we go? Mm-hmm. How deep can we go? And then you're just like spiraling. Yeah. And that's why the coping skills and all of that are so important. And the self-awareness piece. The right. check-in piece. Knowing when you are going down that hole. Yeah. Because it's way easier to stop it once it's right here, right? As soon as you weigh down there, it's a way bigger task. Yeah. And the importance of seeking out therapy is as therapists, we're not there to give you advice mm-hmm. on dealing with these things. We're giving you these tools to better <laughs> um, So if you're listening to this and it's ringing true and you're like, girl, yes, understand that the importance of, of seeking therapy is your therapist is going to help you, walk with you, guide you through gaining Should. these coping skills. Should. Uh, good therapy will. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not about giving you advice. It's about giving you these tools. Um, America's like, I be advising people <laughs> not to let the fucking do that. I won't get to cut the fuck up. I will say, now you know I'm not going to tell you what to do, right? Right. All the time. But have you considered right. I would never, I could never tell you how to do this as your life. And you got to deal with the consequences. It ain't got shit to do with me. Right. Right. Considered? Right. Insert. Is it possible? Is it possible? (laughs) (laughs) Because you know, it do be possible. And it's always possible because what are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) 
and that's my thing. People think being a therapist is so easy, and it's like actually. I am doing mental gymnastics oh, while you are talking to me okay. so that I can try and figure out what's actually happening here yes. so that I can present it to you so that you can be like, oh, what? Maybe, you know? <laughs> and it's like, it's crazy. It, yeah. that's for everybody. Therapy <laughs> is like being yeah. in charge of the GPS without having a damn map. And like, right. you gotta use context. You don't know who you're talking about. Like, you don't know. So that's why I really love when they got the receipts. Man, oh, let I'm me show you my. I said, show me. Might be like, girl, let me show you this thing. I'm like, where is that? <laughs> let me read my message. I'm listening. Right. <laughs> and then what is happening? Ooh, I'm like, ooh, yeah. Okay. I'm like, wait. Now, can we use names because I'm trying to keep everything yeah. right? Right. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm never gonna meet him. <laughs> yes um but get you at the end of the day get you your own therapist mm-hmm. period <laughs> like that's the whole point yes. of the podcast is so that you can get yourself to a point that you're like oh i think i can benefit from therapy at work, I tell the kids, I'm a therapy pusher, okay? <laughs> I'm a pr- You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. They're like, you're in therapy? Hell yes. You think I'm just out here living my life? No. <laughs> I'm a therapy crying once a week. What? <laughs> I just be out here free ball of life. Exactly. Y'all do it and more motherfucking power to y'all, bitch. More power. No, I want to free ball life. It ain't because of that, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> but yes, if any of this rings true to you, feel free to pull up on a therapy for Black girls, Open Path. Have y'all heard of Open Path? Yes. Open Path offers lower cost therapy services. Um, and so if you can't afford it, don't have the insurance, like that is the option also. Um, foundation, Loveland Foundation is one too. Loveland Foundation has the vouchers. Mm-hmm. Um, so pull up on that. Like there are resources out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, like you have to kind of find them. Yeah. Just like scholarships and grants, like there's money out there, you just have to find them. Mm -hmm. And knowing that you are the best project that you can work on. And so you can do that work for yourself. (sighs) Holiday season. (laughs) I've been playing my. playlist i'm gonna share it with y'all um it have gucci main christmas music on there it has all different black christmas music give y'all like it got everything on there i've been playing that non-stop because it's just the season bitches it's <laughs> <laughs> the season here no one's gonna join me did i tell y'all that my daughter cheers this oh 
and one of my best friends bought her a little sippy cup that is in the form of a wine glass. And so she'd be like, cheers. Shout out to Janae. Shout out to baby name. Um, did we have anything else that we wanted to tell the people about ways to survive the holidays? Let's give them let's give them three tips to yeah, survive. Recap it, right? That way it's like Yeah. One thing that comes up for me when it comes to experiencing a holiday after a loss is creating the space during that holiday to honor the person. Yeah. I think that is really important. I think sometimes we try to act like we're going to ignore this pink elephant in the room. Like we know this person. Right. We're going to just suck it up and keep it moving. And it's like, right. you make that no. space so that everybody right. has an opportunity to feel they feels and you mm-hmm. can honor that person, whether that's a toast, if we're going right. to the grave site, if we're using pictures, if we're just right. everybody saying a word about the individual, like allow that to be a time of remembrance for them and for yourself so you don't have to act like it's not a thing. Right. Maybe watching their favorite movie, yeah. you know. Hey, favorite like, dish. Right. Oh, and maybe y'all could get like a stocking for them yeah. and put like a nice like little note in there and everyone mm-hmm. put a note in there, Absolutely. you know, as a way to honor them. I like that. I don't be thinking of shit. My mind. Whoa. <laughs> I can't see you, girl. Are we doing three apiece yeah. or three total? Um, If you have another one. The only other one that comes to mind is again focus on what you can control mm-hmm. we typically think on the outside of it so if we're doing the circles of control outside is the things you can't control inner right. things you have some control over inside is all the things you can control we spend a lot of energy on this outside and that's why we frustrated as fuck all the time so if we can right. just, yeah. move those away and focus on what we mm-hmm. can control and what we do have autonomy over and see how right. that change your whole your whole shit. Oh, you're big. <laughs> yes. For me, I would also say being honest with yourself and what you can and cannot do. If being with your family triggers the fuck out of you and you have a panic attack and all kind of shit, like it doesn't make sense to go there. <laughs> and so honoring yourself, right, as the person of control in your life and saying, like, no. I choose not to go to that. I'm going to do this instead. I'm going to make plans with my friends. I'm going to go to my friends' families. Like, I'm just going to do something different because I want to feel good. Um, and I want to experience joy, right? Um, as well as always showing yourself that compassion and that grace as you are navigating the holiday season. Maybe last year you were able to, you know, buy everyone everything and this year is not that. Knowing that it's okay and not being your worst critic would be something that is important. I like that. I feel attacked, but in a good way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, I just, y'all hit everything on the head. I would say biggest one for me being someone that's facing their first holiday in grief 
um, is just setting re realistic goals for myself. Um, and a big one for me is showing up and not canceling. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah. You know, I've, I'm aware, I'm self-aware enough to know that I'm self-isolating. So uh, it's, it's the showing up aspect. Um, and then not being a forced or contrived thing, but just uh, being with people, I, I tend to feel better. Um, it's just, you know. <laughs> the, the thought of it. thought of it. Yeah. So that's, a, I, I would share that with our listeners too. Um, give yourself grace. Uh, be grateful for the moment as much as you can and just show up in it. And yeah, try and repeat it the next day. Yes. Oh, and the pre and post care, doing something good before and after. Um, and then this one, oh, establishing like a threshold, right? If you're deciding to spend time with your family and you know that so-and-so always makes comments about this and so-and-so always makes comments about that, like establishing where you feel comfortable, like setting those boundaries with people if you don't necessarily always feel comfortable. If so-and-so says, wow, you gained weight, you know, setting that boundary. I'm sorry, I didn't consent to my body being a topic of conversation. <laughs> or I'm not here to discuss my weight. Is there something else you would like to talk about? Huh. Period. Because stop playing in people's faces. Yeah. Black people, right. people's weight is Black not a greeting. It's not a greeting. Especially, especially like, and it always be raggedy people that like, oh. if I say something to you, it's a problem. So mm -hmm. how about we all mind the business that pays us? Right. All they're doing is just projecting. Projecting. Mm -hmm. Oh, they project. Yeah. And so checking in with yourself, right? And knowing how much of this is your shit versus someone else's shit. Mm -hmm. Don't be taking other people's shit with you. Mm -mm. We got enough for all <laughs> One more. And affirming yourself in those moments. So not yeah. allowing the comments that they make to take over your inner dialogue. So that part. auntie whoever, because it's always somebody aunt, I noticed. Auntie, so, it is. Auntie whoever made these comments about my weight, and that's cool, but what I know to be true is X, Y, and Z. And I'm okay with A, B, and C, and I'm working on elemental P. Whatever that is, like creating a self-affirming statement so that you're able to ground yourself in what you know to be true. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I hope that this is a very gentle. Nope, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I would like to do something as we exit, but I'll let you close oh, first. No, 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 you do it to the best of your capability. Don't listen to that outside. Don't listen to Instagram ads, other people's matching pajamas. Like just do what makes sense for you. Okay. Yeah. And take good care of yourself. 
Don't work too hard. <laughs> Clock out. Close your laptop. <laughs> Take your email off your phone. Do not disturb. I did do that, though. I was so proud of that. Okay. Ooh. Good. Proud of you. Yeah. Use your automatic replies and don't turn them off. That's the key. Don't turn them off. And as always, know that you can, I don't know, drink a kale drink during the holiday season and do Pilates and drink two gallons of water. But if you're ignoring the things going on in your head and in your heart, then you're still not truly healthy. So go ahead and see therapy. Ding. We're having a little. That's my favorite. I was waiting for it to come. <laughs> We got to get together. We got to get together. Period. <laughs> That's the best Christmas song ever. Period. Is. He's sitting well, on Mariah. He's sitting on everybody. That's the one. Okay, but do you got Big Frida? No. I'm about to send it to you. Okay, get me together. So mm-hmm. you could twerk. Okay. And, and your throwback skirt. Who's hood rat is popping out, baby? Okay, let me put it back. Y'all be great. Okay. However, that looks to you. And we will see y'all soon. Bye. That's the old two. That's the two thousand. That's okay. I was thinking about bouncing the first time.